Hi everyone, I'm Seb Gray from Salisbury and I'm the children and young person asthma lead for Bath, North East Somerset, Swindon and Wiltshire. Welcome to today's Ask About Asthma podcast about vaping in children and young people. Uh, so I'm joined by a fantastic panel of young people uh, talking about vaping with me today. So first of all, I've got Hebe. Hi, yeah, I'm Hebe and I'm a young student ambassador. We've also got Aisha. Hiya, I'm Aisha. I'm a patient representative on the NHS England Children and Young People's Asthma Care Bundle. Really excited to be here. Next, we've got Tiana. Hi, I'm Tiana. I'm part of the NHS Youth Steering Group and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And last but not least, we've got Mariam. Hi there, my name is Mariam and I'm a recent law graduate. I have lived experience of asthma care and I was diagnosed as a child. I'm also passionate in ensuring young people have a say about matters affecting their health. Fantastic. So first of all, I'd like to know from you guys, who has tried vaping and do you know people who vape? Diana. I mean, as a, as a high school student currently, um, not myself, but I do know quite a few people who do and as as the years have gone on it has become something more and more common not only in my year group but among younger year groups as well. Aisha. Yeah so uh, similar to Tiana um, I've just finished university and throughout my time kind of in years one two and three I saw a steady increase in the number of people um, vaping. My I didn't have any friends who vaped um, but around the campus um, here and there around the city you definitely saw lots of young people with um, vaping uh, equipment with them. And Hebe? Yeah, um, I've luckily like never done it, but I know that it's becoming more popular in the younger generation to start doing it. But no, I've never done it. I think I completely agree with you. The numbers reflect that the, the rates of vaping in young people are definitely going up. So it sounds like that's what you're seeing as well. Um, what do you think of vaping, though? What are your opinions on, on vaping? Diana? extremely damaging to to the body but can also be extremely damaging to the mind as well because it, it creates kind of the the mindset of addiction which as a young person is extremely dangerous because obviously your brain hasn't fully developed yet and to be hooked on something that early is extremely dangerous and I think it's something that we really really need to look out for. Thank you and over to you Mariam. So I don't think vaping is the best habit um, as well as the potential health issues it may cause, as well as some long-term effects, which once again, young people aren't aware of as we don't have much awareness about that. Um, so I also feel like it's a form of addiction for a lot of young people. Um, so whether they're stressed or university, college, things like that, they just turn to vaping. I think that that's kind of like an escape. And Hebe. Yeah, I feel like um, not 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 many young people know like the um, effects of vaping and what it can um, do to your health, and I just feel like it needs more awareness because maybe they're just not like not well educated on the effects of vaping. Uh, Aisha, I completely echo everyone's points. I think for me, there's an element of young people thinking that. Uh, vaping is a is almost a better alternative to smoking um, and it's almost that kind of fallback um, onto something else that potentially may not be as harmful because like Hebe just said young people don't have the awareness of the potential um, health implications that come alongside vaping. Thank you. Um, 
But why do you think that more and more young people are starting to vape? Diana? I think a lot of it has to do with the marketing of the product itself. Like, um, I don't know if you've seen recent um, adverts for things like vapes. They are very, very much marketed to children in terms of the flavors that are available and the iconography that's used and the language that is used in terms of marketing directly to children. And um, drawing upon a point that was made earlier, it's almost provided as an easy way out in terms of stress, in terms of social social interaction and things like that. It's it's almost popularized as, as a form of socializing now, which I think is extremely dangerous. And it's somewhat, you can be somewhat the loner if you're not vaping in a group, which can pressure people to start. But I think altogether it's it's a combined effect of peer pressure, the marketing specifically towards young people and kind of seeing it as an easy way out for stress and school stress and exam stress. Thank you. Mariam? So I think there are many reasons to why young people would vape, um, but I would say some of them would be things such as peer pressure or things like social media, um, even vapes being cheap in cigarettes. Um, so you, a lot of the time you get refillable vapes, which work out to be way cheaper than actually buying cigarettes, um, and they're quite easy to carry around as well to what Tiana said as well about the marketing strategies, things like that. Um, their colours are very bright, very attractive to young people. Um, and similarly to what was said earlier too about the fact that a lot of people find that as like a relief for themselves, um, something which they can kind of like vape in and out on a daily basis throughout um, like classes, things like that. And Hebe. Yeah, I just want to say I fully agree with like everyone else's points. There's loads of peer pressure and I remember when the packaging on like uh, cigarettes used to um, not show like the effects they do now and it's almost like it's doing it again with vapes by not like showing you like the consequences of vaping. So you've all spoken about your worries about the effects of vaping um, and there are some countries around the world who have been much much stricter so countries like Australia, Singapore, uh, Malaysia they've all implemented some much stricter legislation to make it harder for people to get um, e-cigarettes and vapes. Um, what do you guys think of that? Um, so one thing I would say is that I feel like in the UK we should have legislation like that. Um, so for example, like when I was in university, I would have students sat right next to me vaping um, and that would literally be indoors. So I think having some form of like enforcement rules, how it is with cigarettes and you're not allowed to um, smoke them indoors would be quite helpful. While I do agree that legislation might well be helpful, I do also question the efficacy of it because right now there is a huge, huge culture of of buying vapes illegally from corner shops where where vendors will know it is an underage person buying a vape and sell it to them anyway, despite the legal ramifications. So I think those people and those vendors need to come under more scrutiny in order to in order to really crack down on it and really eliminate it but i don't think it's just the legislation that needs to change i also think it's the attitude towards vaping that needs to change as well i completely agree with uh mariam and tiana i think having some sort of enforcement or rule or kind of policy around it would be a really good step but then there's definitely something around shifting the dial and i think there needs to be more done in almost tandem and kind of in co-production with children, young people um, who are living through this crisis, if that's fair to say. I think um, vaping is an issue that is 
that's common around adults and young people alike but asking young people working with them together on finding the solutions that would help reduce other young people their peers from using uh vapes is a good a, a good way to shift that dial yeah adding on to that i do think that vaping is a problem that affects children almost almost enhanced by the adults um adults participation in it for example things like the marketing towards children and people selling them directly to children despite knowing their ages and i think for for vaping to stop or for vaping to become less prevalent i do believe it is also the adults that need to be challenged and, and held responsible as well as the children because of course children are quite quite vulnerable to this and are also quite um easily influenced that's not to take away from children being it's not to take away from that and not to take the blame away from the children at all you're saying that when adults are sort of almost enabling it it makes it very very difficult to stop i think you've made some awesome very excellent points it's um, really really interesting to hear your viewpoints um does anyone have any questions for me uh, or to for the rest of the group tiana should i be worried about people vaping around me because obviously in, it's become a lot more prevalent. I live in I live in the middle of London, and it's you see them around and you see smoke around, and you know it can get very polluted, and you can start coughing a lot. And should I be worried about that? And should I be worried about the effect of that on my health? I think that's an excellent question, something that lots and lots of researchers are currently looking at uh, in a lot of detail. Um, I think it's quite clear that there are some effects of passive vaping. Um, you are being exposed to nicotine, um, potentially to heavy metals, formaldehyde and some other chemicals. Um, and there's also an increased risk of using cigarettes yourself if you're exposed to uh, passive vaping. There's more and more studies going on showing more and more effects. So I think it will become more obvious just how, how detrimental passive vaping is. Um, but the big supporters of, of adult medicine have focused on the fact that it appears to be safer than passive smoking. Um, and tobacco smoking. And so they haven't really focused as much on on that, but there's more and more information and, and research coming out that does show there are risks. There's also, it's it's a small explosive device. So there's the, the risk of a vaplosion uh, happening nearby as well. So there, there are risks associated with it. We just don't yet know exactly how big those risks are. Hebe. Um, how, if someone uh, would want to stop um, vaping, is there another way, is there another step, is there like another solution to help someone stop their addiction to vaping? It's another great question, great point, because there's, there's, there are now lots and lots of resources out there to try and help people stop smoking, um, but most of them actually encourage people to start vaping uh, rather than smoking, and then it sort of stops. The advice and guidance after that really stops, particularly from um, the big NHS and government websites um, because they focus on the fact that they think that vaping is safer than smoking. Um, there are some good American websites out there that have some tech support and information support. So there's smokefree.gov, um, there's, there's the Frank website across the UK, but it doesn't really tell you exactly how to stop. Um, you can self-refer to health improvement coaches, but there is a bit of a geographical lottery as to how available they are. So these are place, um, people attached to local authorities, so to councils, who can support you going through that journey. But it might be a bit potluck as to how experienced they are with, with supporting people stopping vaping. 
but I think it's something that will need to be thought about because as has been discussed there's more and more young people vaping who may not go on to smoking and might get addicted to vaping uh, and be addicted to nicotine um, so there will be some potential things that will develop and I think it's worth speaking to uh, your doctor or your nurse if you're struggling to to stop vaping the sensible thing to do would be to set targets get people around you who are supportive and try to identify those things that that trigger what what causes the person to vape in the first place so is it stress is it being out with certain friendship groups um what is it that's actually triggering uh, the vaping and trying to avoid those situations or replace it with other hobbies or, or more um healthy habits um, so there are lots of things that can be done and just needs an open conversation about what to do. Maryam. So one question I had was, would you say non-nicotine vape is equally harmful or could have similar implications as a nicotine containing vapes? Uh, another great question. So I think we know that nicotine in itself can cause problems, the, the biggest one of which will be addiction. Um, so nicotine in itself can can be an issue, but we also don't know many of the components of what is being, uh, you know, formed into vapour. And there are some substances that are absolutely fine to be exposed to in liquid form or in solid form, but actually when vaporised, they can cause problems. Um, so it's it's something we do need to be aware of um, and, and just be careful because we don't know all the details. Um, I can't tell you for definite at this stage that it's safer uh, than with nicotine. Um, it's something because we don't know that and we know it will cause some damage. And if you're bending vaporized things to sort of deep down into lungs, there are going to be changes. There are going to be consequences. So we just need to be aware of that. And in ideally, just avoid any young people starting vaping in the first place. Aisha. I'm really keen to hear your thoughts on um how you think schools could better support uh, young people in stopping vaping and in uh, preventing young people from vaping in the first place. I think from a really young age, the most contact that a child or young person has is with school, with um, an educational institution, their teachers, and it can be a real beacon of knowledge. Um, so I'm really keen to hear your thoughts on how schools could better um, support the prevention behind young people um, vaping. Uh, another great suggestion as, as one way of tackling it, and that's prevention in the first place. Um, there are some lesson plans that have been devised uh, as part of the PSHE curriculum, uh, which can be adapted and used locally. Um, there's a big movement with the, the children, young person asthma uh, deliverables uh, nationally in terms of trying to get schools um, designated as asthma friendly and there's some overlap with talking about vaping um, and smoking in this. So I remember going to school and, and watching a cigarette burning and filling up and turning cotton wool completely black and it stuck with me um, and it's something that we we don't currently have the same thing for vaping um, and it's it's something that will need to change and be developed and I think it's something that would be fantastic to have young people drive that change and, and find out exactly what they want as part of that education package um, because it's mentioned about what you see in the shops at the moment. I did a quick Google search of, of the most common flavours, pillar custard with a K, uh, unicorn frappe, strawberry crunch, uh, blue frost by propaganda the hype collection. These aren't flavours designed to help 
you know, 50 and 60 year olds stop smoking. It's not targeted at them. So this is targeted at young people. And that's that's one of the big reasons why, as you all highlighted, there's increasing rates of smoking. So we need to get the education out there. How we do that in a in a way that young people want, um, it's key to work with you guys to, to try and get those messages out there in a in a friendly way that doesn't make people feel stigmatized, but does stop them from doing it in the first place. Does anyone else have any other questions or, or comments? Tiana. Is the NHS um, working to produce any preventative measures for vaping? I think the NHS as a whole has um, lots of passionate paediatricians uh, within it who will be working to do things to prevent things and protect and advocate for young people. Uh, one of those big drives is to work with you guys and find out what, what was the problem in the first place in terms of pushing people into vaping, some of which are very, very obvious. Um, you've alluded to a lot of them in this conversation like like you said about the advertising it's really clear there's not much to differentiate between the sweet section and the vaping section both in terms of flavor and the colors and the names used and that will need to change to try and prevent things in the first place the the nhs does focus a lot on trying to prevent harm and I think the, the big push has come from the adult world to try and help people stop smoking. Vaping has been pushed as a way to do that. Um, this whole area, this whole focus for us is, is talking about young people. So we're not so much focusing on, on the adults. What we want is to try and prevent uh, young people starting vaping in the first place because it feels like the messaging needs to come in two parts. One, to try and help people get off uh, cigarettes but secondly, to stop people um, vaping in the first place. And we absolutely need to do a, a bit more and get more of a balance to the messaging out there so that children and young people are included and considered with everything that we do. Um, I don't think we've got the balance completely right yet, but uh, there's lots of us who are trying to uh, rebalance things. So that brings today's episode to a close. A huge thank you to Aisha, Hebe, Mariam and Tiana for joining us. Thank you for listening and please do visit the Ask About Asthma webpage for more podcasts, videos and to view the full schedule for the week.